0: Welcome to Sundays with Hosanna Fellowship, a ministry of Hosanna International Ministries, bringing you God's Word, His power, and His authority to our community and the world. It is our desire to empower you to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those around you. Let's listen in to today's message. Listen, I've got some things I want to say today. If you're worried about dying, quit it. It's one of the most victorious things that's going to happen in your life if you're a born-again Christian. If you're a born-again Christian, death does not have his hand on you any longer that one day you will just fall asleep in Christ and wake up in God. Somebody say amen to that. So don't see, you know, Jesus said two things. I'm not into my message yet. Jesus said two things. He said, number one, he said, don't fear. And he said, number two, don't be deceived. So don't fear and don't be deceived because I guarantee you that if you fear, you're going to be deceived because you're going to be looking at things from every point of view to get rid of that fear. Listen, when Christ saved you, listen to what he did. He took away the fear of death. He took away the sting of death. And listen to me, he's not only your friend, He's not only your brother, he's your savior. Somebody say amen to that. So Father, we pray right now. And I prayed over this message this morning. I want to pray over it again. Let it be blessed and spoken by the Holy Spirit that even myself might want to get back on the camera and look and see what you said through me today for I'm just an earthen vessel. And, Father, that that is one to receive your Spirit, to speak the things that you want me to speak in Jesus' name. In Psalms chapter 33 and verse 12, they're going to bring it up, and I want you to watch this. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, Can you say amen to that? This nation has turned against the Lord. This nation no longer calls itself a Christian nation. But we here call it still a Christian nation. And we are still calling God to bless this nation. In order for God to bless this nation, we have to turn from sin. And we have to turn to God. Listen to me, people. Listen, we do not want to be a church in name only We do not want to be a nominal church. We want to say that we are believers of Christ. We are born again, filled with His Spirit, and we walk in the way that God wants us to walk. Listen to me today. Blessed is the nation that has the living God in it and running it. Somebody say amen to that. In Psalms chapter 14, they're going to bring it up, verses 3 and 4. Write these down. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Do all the workers of wickedness not know who eat up my people as they are bread and do not call upon the Lord? Do the workers of iniquity not know that they're involved in this thing and judgment is coming? I saw something the other day. And uh, Christine brought a, a, a simple little video to me about people who were talking about the rapture, talking about that it's, there's no such thing as pre-tribulation rapture, and there's no such thing that the church will go through tribulation period. And I'm listening to these guys, and I'm looking at both of them, and I know they think they're the smartest people in the world, and I know that if they'd run into a guy like me, they'd call me a hillbilly and think that I didn't know anything. But as I watched them, I knew something. I knew, first of all, they didn't take no scripture. I'm sorry, didn't take no. How about didn't take any? Didn't take any scripture. They had no references out of the Bible and the reference that they was using was a book that a guy had written. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying this. I feel sorry for those men because the rapture will take place and it's going to take place before the tribulation comes. But here's what Jesus said. He said, First of all, there will be wars and rumors of wars. There will be earthquakes in divers' places. He says, but do not be afraid. He said, for these things must come to pass. And he said, don't be deceived when they say Christ is here. I am Christ and I'm over here. He said, don't be deceived. He said two things. Number one, don't be afraid and don't be deceived. Because here's what we need to understand. The people of God should be salt and light. The people of God are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. When I look at that, I'm saying, you know what? Is the church today, as we see it in the United States of America, is it the light? Is it the salt? The salt is the preservative. The salt is the taste of Christ. The salt is the one that, that, that brings in the perfection that God wants. And the light is the light of Jesus Christ that shines through a dark and dreary world. Are we salt and are we light? I'm saying Hosanna today. Are we salt, are we light? I'm saying to every man in this church, are you salt and are you light? I'm saying to every woman and every child, I'm saying Are you salt? Are you light? Listen to me, because what the world needs today is the salt of the earth, needs the preservation of the Lord God Almighty, needs to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross, needs to know that he rose on the third day, needs to know that he's the Savior of the world. I was reading an article where where the, the ISIS had taken 21 men, that were Christians, and they were about to behead them. And they they went right down the line, and they went with the first one and said, denounce Christ and take Allah. And they refused, and they took his head off. And they went right down the line. This just happened about 15 years ago, and they went right down the line. And they did all 20 of those young men, and they came to the the 21st man, And he wasn't a Christian, but they had thought that he was a Christian, so they made him kneel. And they said, if you denounce God, if you denounce Christ and take Allah, you can live. And that young man looked at them and said, I don't know who their God is, but he's my God now. And they took his head off, and he went home to be with Jesus. Listen to me, salt and light. Listen to me, we're not long for this world, church. I want you to look at me and I want you to hear me today. We are not long for this earth. There is a rapture that is about to take place and it is not too far off. It is at hand. There is a rapture that is to take place. And when this rapture takes place, what's going to happen, it could happen while we're having church right now. It could happen any moment. It can happen any time. And what it is, is that the true church of the living God, those who worship Him in spirit and in truth, will all of a sudden just be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to get in that in just a little bit. But my friend, if you're playing with God If you're playing church then I will tell you you will be left and you will be left behind there will be people who saying yeah I'm ready for the rapture that will not go in the rapture and the reason why they will not go in the rapture is because they are not truly born again let me tell you something about people who are truly born again they love God they love his son and they love the word They love being in the house of God. They love doing things for the Lord. Let me tell you about a lukewarm Christian. When Jesus Christ comes, that lukewarm Christian will not go in the rapture. If you want to go in the rapture, you are going to go because you're hot for God, because you're doing everything for God. I was listening to these two men talk, and here's what they said. They said, all these people that believe in pre-tribulation, Pre tribulation rapture just want an escape and just want to or want what our escapisms and and uh uh and different things and they're talking about that, and when they did, this guy was talking about the beautifulness of different things, and I'm watching that and he said. People that believe in pre-tribulation rapture just want to escape from reality. Let me tell you something. If you truly believe in the rapture of the church, you're not going to sit back and you're not going to take it easy. What you are going to do, you're going to recall every single person. In your family that's not saved, you're going to recall every single person in your community that's not saved. And you will hit them doors this morning and you will go out and be a witness for Christ like you've never been a witness before. Listen, a professor said one day, if you can remember one day in your life where you were hotter for the Lord than you are right now, then you are backslid. Listen to me, my friend. If ever there was a day to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ and His coming, it's right now. It's today. You don't have tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised tomorrow. Here's, I, I look in Revelation, and I wanted to bring up Revelation 7, 4. Watch this. And I heard the number of those who were sealed. Everybody say sealed. 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. Sealed. During the tribulation period, God is going to call 12,000 young men from the 12 tribes of Israel. No, I'm sorry to the nominal church. They're not going to be women in that it's going to be young men as the word said and all for you who are spiritual it's not a spiritual young men that are clean it's going to be 144,000 young Jewish men who have never known a woman who have lived pure in the sight of the Lord and are born again and they will be sealed with the seal of God. And as tribulation is coming down on the earth, God says to the angels in the four corners of the world, He says, stop the winds from blowing right now until the 144,000 have been sealed for they are mine. And they will, they will minister through the tribulation And I looked at that word sealed, and here's what that word sealed means. It means God's mark. It's an envelope that has been sealed with the signature of the king. Have you ever put a sandwich in a baggie and you've sealed it? Have you ever taken anything and put it in your freezer and you have sealed it so that nothing can get in there? We're vacuum sealed in the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. We are foreign agents that, can, that have entered into the kingdom of God. That's the church. The word sealed means to hide, to keep in silence, to be secret. Listen to what it, the, the last part of being sealed. It means security from the devil himself. We are sealed. We are confirmed in heaven as the sealed of God. And so I'm looking at that. Now listen to me. I want you to pay attention When we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, He sealed us. And I'm going to read Scripture to let you know that I'm sealed in the kingdom of God. That you're sealed into the kingdom of God. And let me tell you what's going to take place. When this old world is in tribulation and the the wrath of God is coming down on Satan and everything that belongs to him, I with the seal of God on my forehead and in my heart will be resting in the arms of the almighty God until the day God calls us back to come back with him in the millennium. Somebody say amen to that. If you are born again, you are sealed in the Holy Spirit. If you are sealed in the Holy Spirit You have been put in a vacuum where nothing that the devil can do will touch you. You have been born again. You have been made alive. And you are in Christ. Somebody say amen. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3 said, I died and my life is hidden with Christ in God. When I got born again, when you were born again, you died. And when you died, you came into Christ, you came into God. Listen, before the devil can touch you, he has to touch the Son. Before he can touch you, he has to touch the Father. And the Father and the Son say, they are mine, they are sealed, and before this thing comes to pass, I will take them out of here. You say, well, then why do we die? Then you say, why do we die in the spiritual war? It's not because we're not sealed. It's because we are sealed. And if we can see how God has sealed us in him, then we understand that death is just our ticket home. How many of you got a hold of that? That death is our ticket home. When you go to your job and your job is over for the day, all you want to do is go home. When, I, when I, we're teaching school here, and when that old bell rings at 2 o'clock, all I want to do is go home. Listen, when your job is done on planet Earth, and it is through, let me tell you something. You should have the desire and the want to, to go home. Death is not final. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Let me tell you something. The sting of death is sin. But God overcame sin at the cross. And he forgives us of our sin. Let me tell you something about death. Death in, 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 in the tribulation, the Bible talks about death. And what follows death is Hades. And that's an interesting thing right there. Because what death is going to do during that tribulation time he's going to take the body and ho- and hades is going to take the soul how many of you got a hold of that one's going to take the body and the other's going to take the soul but let me tell you something about death death does not have a hold of me it doesn't have a hold of you Death is going to come, but here's what's going to happen to me. And if you know the Lord, this here's what's going to happen to you. We are going to go asleep in Jesus Christ, and we are going to wake up in Jesus. Somebody say amen to that. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, listen to me. He says, oh, death, you have no hold on the church of God. Yes, death is coming. But let me tell you, there's one element that's not coming, and that's the coming of Hades. I will tell you, during the tribulation, there will be death and riding behind him. The Bible says will be Hades. One will take the body, and the other will take the soul. But I'm telling you, when death comes for the church, we are going to praise the Lord in jubilation. Because our time here has ended. And we are going home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there we will be with him forevermore. Praise the name of the Lord. You're going to bring up 2 Corinthians. Chapter 1, 21 and 22. Watch this. I love it. Now he who established us with you in Christ. And anointed us with God. Leave it there for a minute. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and anointed us in God. That's amazing. Here we go. Next one. Who also sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as a pledge. Sealed. Sealed. Sealed in Jesus. I have died. And my life is hidden with Christ in God. I am sealed to the day of redemption. The enemy can't touch the man of God, the woman of God who is sealed. God has sealed us and the Bible says this is our guarantee. What is our guarantee? That we are children of God. That we are sealed in him. We are put in the vacuum of God. Listen to what it is. God put his mark on us. If you, can, if you are born again, could you give God a wave offering? Listen, you are sealed with the seal. You are waving to the Almighty because you have the right to do that. You are waving because you have been sealed. And when God the Father says to the Son, go get my children. Oh my goodness, what a day that will be. What a day that will be. She's going to bring up Ephesians 1, 13. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were what? Sealed in him with the Holy Spirit, a promise. My goodness. I'm sealed. I'm sealed. The Holy Spirit sealed me. God's name is in me. It's on my forehead. I'm a child of the living God. And the enemy hates that. And why does he hate that? Listen to me. Because he knows this one thing. That he cannot touch me. Will I die in the war for the Lord? I might. But all that's going to do is take me home. To receive the reward that God has for me laid up. Paul said God has rewards for him that are laid up. And you know what the reward is? The crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness. You're going to bring up another one. I like this. Verse, chapter 4, verse 30. Pay attention to this one. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Oh, don't grieve him. Oh, he's not going to leave you. people folks say he's just going to leave no no have you ever had your children grieve you you're not no parent not no I said that again didn't I? you're not a parent if you haven't been grieved by your children and no your children aren't perfect just in your sight okay we we know that behind closed doors you just want to hurt them when, when when they're gone away from us we can really have pleasure in them right when Easton comes home, you can take your pleasure, right? I, I enjoy being around my son. I really do. But, but there had been times that he had grieved me. Listen to what the Bible says. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. How, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? I, I think two things that grieve the Holy Spirit. I know words grieve the Holy Spirit. I had to do some things this week. And I had to go and examine myself and ask God to forgive me of some things that I've said about other preachers that don't agree with me. And God brought that to my remembrance. See, that, that grieved the Lord when I said those things. If I wasn't in agreement with doctrine, that's one thing. But leave it at that. Leave it at that. The men that we're talking about, I'm not allowed to give you their names. I'm just allowed to say I don't believe in the doctrine that they're sharing. I think the, what grieves my heart is to watch Pentecostal preachers that are leaving the doctrine of pre-tribulation rapture. Baptist preachers that are leaving the doctrine of pre-tribulation rapture. Because it's written in the Word and we're going to show you. Because we're sealed in God. There's two things. Grieve God. You know, God? you ain't afraid, you ain't afraid of God. God. Because you know, God can't do this thing. That's what we're saying. When, when we're afraid, we're saying, oh God, you can't do this. But He can do all things for us. And when he sealed us, we don't even understand what that sealing means. It means we have security from the devil. Will we die in this war, this warfare against the enemy? We could possibly. But then life starts. It don't end. So I, 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 I and, and the second thing that grieves the Lord is fear is, is, is number one. But the second thing that really grieves him is when we say, he can't do it. He can't do it. That grieves the Lord. When, when your children grieved you, It was always because they came against you. It was always because they came against you. I I think another thing that might grieve the Lord is when we allow ourselves to be deceived in the Word. To be deceived in the Word. This Word is taking us through. I'm going to read a little bit more of the Word to you. Now, She's going to bring up John 6:27. Watch this. Do not work for food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you, for on him the Father God has set his seal. God has set his seal on his Son. He set his seal on you. You give God a wave offering because you said you were saved and you're born again. Now, what's going to happen to those who are saved and born again? Let me tell you what's going to happen. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13, would you bring it up? All right, now here here she goes. I'll watch. But we do not want you to be uninformed. That That word there means ignorant, brethren, about those who are asleep so that you will not grieve, as do the rest who have no hope. You see that? That word ignorant or uninformed, actually the word is ignorant, doesn't mean you're stupid. And it doesn't mean that you got a brain problem. It means you are ignoring. The root word of ignorant is to ignore. A man is ignorant, a woman is ignorant when they will ignore what's right before their face. Jesus said this, and you'll remember what he said in his word. He said, when you see the spring coming, he said, let that be a warning to you. That's the way I'm coming. And right now, let me tell you something. All I'm looking forward on this earth right now is for this cold to disappear so I can start complaining about the heat is everybody with me I am looking forward especially as I get older I'm really looking forward to the coming spring and I got an idea when it's going to happen I don't know when but Jesus said that's the way I want you to be with my coming He said, you know in your heart about what time I'm coming. No, you don't know the day or the hour. He said, only my Father. He said, the angels don't know the day and hour. He said, the Son doesn't know the day and hour. But he was talking about the Son of Man while he was on earth. Jesus knows the day and hour because he's God. But while he was on earth, he said, the Son doesn't know. You don't know the day nor the hour that your Lord cometh. But in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 44, he said to us, he said that we need to watch. He said we need to be ready. He said because he is coming in an hour when we do not think that he's coming. But he's coming and the day is drawing near. Listen to what it says. And I'm going to go back to the first one, what it says. It says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord is god the the is is god the lord of this nation i say no i say that we've kicked him out of everything that we can kick him out of and and they don't want to preach that judgment right now is on this country which it is and judgment right now is in the house of the lord there's judgment and i know people don't like these sermons and they don't want to hear the you need to hear this sermon We need to hear what the Lord says. Listen to what he said. He said, know this about a big tree. When it is about to come into bloom, he said, that's like my coming. We are about to enter into another season. Physically, we are to enter into spring. And Jesus says this spiritually. You are entering into another season. And he said, I'm about to come. Tribulation is going to fall on this world like never before. But the wrath of God is not coming down on his church. He's going to take his church out of here. We are the sealed of the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to what he said. He guaranteed me that. He said, that's my guarantee. Satan cannot break the seal of God. God has sealed his people. There is no one that can break the seal of God. When he sealed you, he's going to call you. Everybody say amen to that. I I like this. He's going to bring up 1 Thessalonians 4.14. We'll read it. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Next verse. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with The Lord. That's an amazing thing. I want you to look at this for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Listen to what the Apostle Paul is telling the church. He said, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, and I'm speaking to you today. By the word of the Lord, it is written what I am speaking about today. This is not a guess. It's not an assumption. It is the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord said that he's coming. And he's saying this. He said, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain will be caught away to meet the Lord in the air. He said, for this I say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, everybody say alive, watch this, we who are sealed, we who are sealed. My question, are you sealed? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care who wins that Super Bowl day. I really don't. I don't care who wins that Super Bowl. But I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be 100,000 people in the stadium. And most of those 100,000 people are not thinking about the coming of the Lord. <clears throat> They're thinking about them Chiefs winning that game. Not those people in, in San Francisco. They're thinking about them 49ers winning. Pastor, who are you for? I don't know. Who I'm for, I kind of quit watching all that stuff. Now, there's going to be a 100,000 people watching that game. Do you know if we had as much enthusiasm in our churches for the Lord as it's going to be in that game, things would change. Boy, now I'm really going to hit you where you hurt. If we had as much enthusiasm for the Lord as those people are going to have in that game this church right here would not be able to hold next week all the people who would want to get into the house of God for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, we who are sealed and remain until the coming of the Lord, shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. Watch what the Lord's going to do: For the Lord Himself. for the Lord Himself, not an angel, not a preacher. But the Lord himself, boy, what a day when God calls us home. For the Lord himself, the Bible says, will descend from heaven. Now, here's what's going to happen. With a shout. With a shout. Can you imagine What's going to take place when God shouts? His voice hits this old earth? Do you know what happens to glass when you get a high soprano singing? She'll break all of the light bulbs that we have in here. Do you understand what voice waves can do? That's why when they go to that game, then people gonna be shouting for their team. It's an amazing thing that you go you you go to a basketball game and you go into that gymnasium. That 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 people that's watching that that basketball game is another man because they're yelling and they're screaming and they're they're. They they talk about the 12th man in football. The 12th man in football is the crowd. How many of you know what happens when they all get together and they get to shouting? It inspires. And the momentum of a game can turn around when the crowd gets invested in the game. What would happen if we would get invested in God? And what would happen if we started to shout and become the 12th man? What would happen if we got enthusiastic over the coming of the Lord or the preaching of the word or seeing people saved or glorifying God? What do you think would happen if all of our voices went together and we just start shouting and we became a trumpet of God? Listen to what's going to happen. The Bible says that God himself is going to shout. Wow! He's going to shout. For the Lord himself will he from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel. The voice of the archangel moved the mountains and it moved the islands. The Bible says that when the, when the archangels speak, it sounds like thunder. It sounds like many waters. It's an amazing thing. The Bible says that when God speaks, the mountains will, will flee and the islands will move out of their places when the Lord speaks. When the Lord speaks, let me tell you what happens to the devil. He runs and he hides and he, 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 he gets away from that voice. And one day, my friend, if not right now, the voice of the archangel, he's going to shout with the voice of the archangel And with the trumpet of God. Can you imagine when those trumpets start to sound in heaven. When God says go get my children. And the trumpets of God start start, uh, blowing in heaven. The Bible says that the Lord will shout. He's going to shout with the voice of the archangel. And with the trumpet of God. And let me tell you what the trumpet of God is not going to declare war on this earth the trumpet of god is the sound that's going to wake up the dead my goodness gracious that sound is going to permeate through this whole earth And when that sound comes through this earth and it starts to hear the voice of God, the the bones are going to begin to rattle. Let me tell you what's going to happen. The dead are going to wake up in the graves. And all of a sudden the graves are going to open. And the dead's going to be called away to this voice. Going to be called away to the trumpet of God. Going to be called away to live forever in the presence of the Almighty. It's called the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God. And the Bible says, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. One of the things that grieved me, two things that grieved me, was this. When Paul Nold passed away, I was deeply grieved as a pastor. As a matter of fact, I didn't know how to handle that in the way that it happened. And it was it was grievous for me. Another thing that was grievous for me is when my friend Al Bros came into this church and I didn't get to spend time with him, but just a little bit of time I got to spend with him and tell my wife all the time, I wish I'd had more time in this church with him, because he was just such a good man. The, the, those are griefs that God's gonna take care of. Because one day, <laughs> let me tell you. One day, that voice of the archangel, the shout of the Lord, and the trumpet of God. And I can see my dad and my mom coming up out of the grave. I see my sister and my brother coming up out of the grave. And I'm finally going to get to talk to my dad. I'm going to get to talk to my dad. They're not going to be my dad in heaven. You're going to say, listen to me. The Bible says we're going to know each other as we are known. No, there won't be any marriage in heaven. Come on. Why would you want to be married in heaven? It's a hard job down here. Okay. Why would you want to? But listen to me. We get to talk to these people. We get to see them again. We get to move with victory. Oh, and that's amazing. You know what? I wonder if sometimes. This is just me wondering, when the graves open and the dead in Christ rise and God calls the church, wonder if he'd let me go with my dad to heaven. Wow. Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, that would be something. Whether it happens that way or not, I don't know. But then listen to what it says, then we who are alive, everybody say alive. Then we who are sealed, then we who are sealed and remain shall be caught up. That means snatched up by force, that we are going to be caught up to the Lord. We are going to be snatched by force away from this earth. And then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We used to sing a song, There is going to be a meeting in the air In the sweet, sweet by and by I am going to meet you, meet you over there In that home beyond the sky Such singing you will hear, never heard by the mortal ear T'will be glorious, I do declare And God's own Son will be the leading one at that meeting in the air. And the Bible says, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. She's going to bring up 1 Corinthians 15 51. I like this. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will be changed. Do you got the next verse? In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. There's a new, leave that up for a minute. There's a new doctrine now. And for the trumpet will sound for the last, it says, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. Everybody, now there's this new doctrine that says, Talking about the last trumpet of the seven trumpets, so that tribula- so that rapture will take place in the middle of tribulation that's not what that meant. oh I didn't know that I could look up there and see that oh that's cool huh that. I bring it up again the the scripture there it is that's pretty cool, Deb. In a moment, did you know? Do you know that, Pastor? You did. Why haven't we been preaching up here a long time ago? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Let me tell you. Just leave that up, Deb, right now. The twinkling of an eye. Light. The speed of light is one hundred eighty-six thousand miles per, eye, per second. The twinkling of an eye is faster than that. It's faster than light, the twinkling of an eye. What it's saying is that when he comes, you can't even have a twinkle in your eye fast enough because he's coming that fast. So he says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, you can turn it off now. The last trumpet is right here. And with the trumpet of God How many of you get that? For the Lord himself would he send from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51 and 52, he says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Number one, in a moment. Do you know that God can change you right now in a moment? Do you know that God can change you from your complacency, from your apathy, into someone that is a victorious warrior for the Lord Jesus Christ? And what is apathy? Apathy is when you have no sensitivity one way or the other. Apathy and complacency is when you come and okay is okay. complacency is I'm going to go to church listen to me I'm going to tell you something God is more than a church on Sunday morning God is more than a church on Wednesday night most people don't even go to church now on Wednesday nights But you know what if we actually believed what the Lord was speaking to us We couldn't wait to get into the house of the Lord we'd see revival as we've never seen revival before. Why? Because we have this desire to want to be with the Lord. We have this desire to want to be with the one that we love. When I first met my wife, she was 16. And I fell in love with her the first time I saw her. Now, I know that you guys don't believe that, but that's the truth. And I'm still in love with her today. I like being with her even when it's hard for me. Now get a hold of this. She likes being with, even when it's hard. There's some times when it's hard to be married. Give me an amen. But you don't get a divorce because it's hard. You stay in there and work the thing out. There's no, listen to me. Marriage is not made in heaven. Marriage is worked out on earth. And if you say that, listen, what do you do with problems? You work them out. But you don't fa- stop falling in love. My wife is older. But to me, she's still the prettiest lady I've ever seen. Now, I don't know if she's going to say that about me. You understand this? Listen to me. He says this. You love me. You will want to be with me. You know what would be exciting Wednesday night? is to see every one of you here in church. I mean, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. It would be nice to see every single one of you. Let let, let me tell you something. Behold, I tell tell you a mystery. I'm going to pick on you because I know this. Wednesday night, you're tired. I understand that. And I know that you got jobs to do. I know that. But if I know that if the chief said we're coming to play at Missouri Western Wednesday night, you would forget about being tired. You'd forget all of those things, and Justin's going, and you'd be there, wouldn't they? But if you love the Lord, love the Lord, love the Lord. I'm about done, and you can say, "Man, What's your life? What are you doing with your life? You are not promised tomorrow. We, we, We have a mortician here in church who will take your body to the funeral home. And if you want to hear some stories, talk to him. He can tell you some stuff. But here's what I want to tell you. Bill Gates... Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, George Soros, all these gazillionaires live in a house. And they live in mansions, 14, 50. I think, I think uh, Mahomes just bought a house for what, $14 million, something like that. They have these homes. And you you don't live in a home like that. Me and Nancy live in a modest home and you guys all live in a modest home compared to them. And here's what they, they're going to do today. They're going to eat their dinner and they're going to get to breathe the air that God gave them to breathe and they're going to get to drink the water. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to have this When when we get out of church, the worst thing that happens to me, where are we going to eat? Oh, oh. I want to run down the corner and hide. I always like it when somebody picks it out. We're going to eat, and we're going to breathe air, and we're going to drink water. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to live that way. But then one day, I'm going to come down there, but then one day, they're going to come a knock on your door. There's going to come a knock on Elon Musk's door, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer. There's going to come a knock on the door. And they're going to open it up, and it's going to be death. And those mansions aren't going to do them any good. Everything that they've got that's so great is not going to do them any any good at all. No, death has come. Death has come. One day you're going to be sitting, if not today, I'm going to be sitting, and they're going to come and knock on the door. I'm going to open that door, and there he's going to stand, if the Lord don't come first. And myself. And Bill Gates came in this world the same way and we're going to leave this world the same way. But friend, I'm going to heaven because all this is just a place that's temporary. Now I don't, if if, if you want to watch that Super Bowl, you watch it because I guess we've been invited to go watch Super Bowl. But I cannot be more enthusiastic over that Super Bowl than I am my Lord Jesus Christ. Because listen to me, if I am more enthusiastic over anything than I am the Lord, then I'm in a sinful state. And there's something definitely wrong with me. Now death is going to come. It's going to come to every one of us. And then we're going to have to ask this question. Where do we stand with God? Is His Son our Savior? Is His Son our Deliverer? Is His Son our Healer? We're going to give an account for that. Now I'm going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ because I'm a born-again Christian. And if you are a born-again Christian, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, not the great white judgment throne. And there I'm going to give an account for everything that I preached, everything that's been done, whether good or bad. That's not sin. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, there is now no condemnation. In those who are saved or walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. For what the law could not do, Jesus did. Now I want you to hear this. So what, what am I going to do? I'm going to stand before him. And I'm going to give an account for what has taken place in my life. And it, it's going to be tried in fire. Everything that I've done is going to be tried in fire. If you're born again and you stand before the Lord, everything that you've done is going to be tried in the fire. And what you've done for God, the the fire will prove it because it will be silver, it will be gold, and precious stone. Now pay attention. What you've done on this earth will be wood, straw, and stubble. And it will burn, and it will be blown away. You'll be saved, but you'll be saved by the fire. But God has rewards for those who love him. Now listen, let's stand, because I can preach all day. You're going to stand. Our Lord's going to come. Now I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to go through tribulation. I might and I am going to go through sorrow. I'm going to go through the wars and the rumors of wars. I'm going to see the earthquakes in diverse places, which means many. Earthquakes and volcanoes and all. I'm going to see those. And I'm in a spiritual warfare for you and for myself and for the world as never before and you ought to be. I'm in that war. But when I give my life to Jesus, he sealed me with a seal. This says, When my spirit will not strive with man, I will call you home, and there you will be with me. Now listen to me. I am going to be called out of here either by death Or by rapture. And you are going to be called out of here by death or by rapture. One of the two. But you are going to be called out of here. It's not that you cannot enjoy the pleasures of this life. You just cannot make them a God unto yourself and enjoy them more than what you enjoy God. You cannot do that. Jesus himself said, you cannot serve God and mammon. And mammon is money. You can't do that. You serve God and him only. You have a good time today watching that football game. Have fun. But don't forget Jesus. Don't forget him. and Make him priority in your life. For one day, you're going home. Doris, would you go to the piano? One day, you're going home. One day. Have you been sealed? Because if you're sealed, I don't care what they tell you. I don't care how they read it. If you're sealed, you're going to be caught away in a rapture. that's going to be so wonderful. When old death knocks on your door, here's what you're going to say. Hey, I've been looking forward to seeing you because you don't have no hold on me. You have no victory. You just get to relocate me to another place, and that's heaven. It's not that do you want to go to heaven? It's what are you going to do for the Lord right now? been listening to Sundays with Hosanna Fellowship, bringing God's Word, His power, and authority to our community and the world. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please consider sharing with others and help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the world.